Welcome to Your Best Writing Life, an extension of the Blue Ridge Mountains Christian Writers Conference held in the beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains of North Carolina. I'm your host, Linda Goldfarb. Each week, I bring you tips and strategies from experts in the writing and publishing industry to help you excel in your craft. I am so very glad that you're listening in today. Today, we're going to be talking about marketing elements every writer needs. You are going to love my industry expert today. Her name is Amber Wiegand Buckley, specializing in global brand and communication management. Hashtag Bareface Creative Owner Amber at Bareface Girl is a member of the Advanced Writers and Speakers Association. And she has over 25 years of award winning multimedia experience. The publications she has served have received over 20 awards from the Evangelical Press Association. She was named the 2015 Awesome Member of the Year and the 2018 Evangel University Distinguished Communications Alumni of the Year. Currently, Amber serves authors and speakers in many consultancies, coaching, and communication strategy capacities, including her role as marketing, communications, and brand director for the Right to the Heart Ministry Network, which includes OSA. Amber is a founding editor and art director of Leading Hearts Magazine, which has received an EPA award every year of its eight years of publication. Amber, I am so glad (laughs) to have you here. Good to have you with me. Good to be with you, Linda. I feel that I want to take you with me to, um, you know, introduce me wherever I go. (laughs) (laughs) We can make that happen. (laughs) We can make that happen. Uh, What what I always say is, hey, I'm just working with what I have. So truth (laughs) is truth and and it's all good. It's all good. Well, thank you. I'm so pleased to be with you. Oh, thank you so much, Amber. Hey, I just want to take a moment. Can do you mind if we kind of peek behind the curtain of your life for just a for just oh, a second here? As long and, as you don't, as long as you don't look in my laundry room, we're good. <laughs> okay, no laundry peeking here. But I'd love for you to share just a few things about your life that listeners probably won't find in your bio. Probably won't find in my bio. Well, I have a lot of unique things that I have been a part of. I got to drink coffee with Mickey Dolans of the Monkees. I know some of you know about it, but some of you are like, who is that? Well, if you ever heard I'm a Believer on Shrek, (laughs) on the movie Shrek, you've heard the monkeys and he was my lifelong bucket list person. So I said I I wanted to interview Mickey Dolenz and then I can die. And now I'm rethinking (laughs) that. (laughs) Yes, because you have, and we don't want you to go yet. So that's okay. That's okay. We we want to keep you around for a little while. Well, thank you. (laughs) I also have been spoon-fed strawberry shortcake by Greg Brady himself from the Brady Bunch, Barry Williams. And oh wow. That was a little bit awkward, but it was still something to it's still something to add to my bio uh and also I stole a french fry off Stephen Baldwin, you know the Baldwin brothers. I yes. when I was interviewing him, he offered the french fry. Let me just put that out there. He okay. offered okay. it. And at the end of his meal and at the end of our time together, I thought 
you know what, when am I going to ever get the chance to eat a French fry off Stephen Baldwin's plate? So I just grabbed one. And then he said, I stole it. (laughs) (laughs) You have such excitement. You have professional excitement. All right. Well, thank you for giving us that moment. And that was kind of a little bit further behind the curtain. But how fun is that? So let's look into our content for today. We're going to be looking Mm -hmm. at marketing elements every writer needs. And you tell us that social media is a primary tool all writers need to be familiar with. Can you expound on that? Let's take marketing and say, this is God's message that needs to get out there. And he's given it to me by whatever means to get it out there. So social media is a whatever means. And I know it's a drag and I know, I know some people don't, but it's important. Um, people, people look there. You can, you can give a consistent message there. It's the biggest evangelism field in the world. Mm. Kind of let that soak into you. And one of the things that we always struggle with in that realm is consistency, don't we? I mean, we all have issues with consistency. And the best way to market yourself and your mission and your message is for people to tie whatever message you have to whatever brand connection you have that all branches together to make a memorable moment and make an impression. People have muscle memory in their head, just like they have muscle memory in any other part of their body. Usually it takes three times to connect with your content to go back. Three times Mm. of seeing that content. Well, if you're all over the place in your social media and they may hear from you one week and you're, you know, two weeks until you do something. And then you put up a random meme that doesn't have anything to do with what you're trying to do. It doesn't really look like you're committed to the message that God's given you. Mm. And so we want to be strategic in our presence yes. in social media. We don't want it to suck our time. You know, that's not the premise of it. It's to actually be consistent. You know, you know, Mm -hmm. on these days that you're going to put something out and you can plan ahead of time. Uh, This is why, why we should be there is because we want to create a muscle memory in the head of our readers that connects them to whatever message we're trying to connect them to in Christ to bring him glory. Okay. So that is why we should be connected with our social media. Not for any other means, not to go crazy. You know, we we don't want to go overboard. It's easy to, but that's That's everything in moderation. You know, God tells us to go easy. There's no end to the publishing of memes. If I could paraphrase that scripture verse. (laughs) 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 It says publishing of books, but I think we should bump it up to the publishing of memes. <laughs> there is no end to it. There but. is no end. No. Yes. But we do need to um, be consistent and be faithful to the message that God's given us in that mission field that he's allowed us to all take part in. This is true. Good. Mm-hmm. Well, I know that you and I have talked before about the author's fingerprint in the mm-hmm. digital landscape. Mm-hmm. There's an importance 
to the look of our social media, especially yeah. when it comes to brand development. And this is something yeah. that you are so good at. You have been a part of my life for, for quite a while in that area. Yeah. So I'd like for you to talk on mm-hmm. the author's fingerprint in yeah. the digital landscape and what that means yeah. and what they need to be looking at. Actually, Linda, if you let me talk a little bit about you. Um, (laughs) When I first met Linda and she handed me her business card, I was almost overwhelmed about how much this woman does and didn't know really what to focus on. And I think, Linda, you just did not know how to put the sandwich together. Okay, that's it. That's it. Logical sandwich. We want to have a marketing sandwich. We took elements, Linda, of what you already had in place. We threw away things that really were just busy, you know, and we kind of focused it. We refocused it, retooled it. So every time I see that Linda Goldfarb turquoise, I think of you. I recognize your brand when it comes up on Facebook. Just as Mm. much as I recognize things that Blue Ridge does with this podcast, because everything is well done. When they did this podcast, they didn't rethink the wheel and say, okay, I need a second Blue Ridge Christian Writers Conference podcast logo. We pulled that in to create the brand and create this overall package. If you can think of yourself as you're not your book, okay? Right. You're not your product, If you are your product, then you're going to have a very big existential crisis when your book comes out. You had mentioned that the projects that we have, which would be the Mm -hmm. books that we have, or with myself, I've got this podcast, another one that's going to be coming out. But the projects are the overflow of Mm -hmm. all that we do. And the projects aren't necessarily our mission. No, it's, it's a exactly. it's evidence of what God is doing. But if we base everything on a project, you're right. If I have five different books coming out, what do I have? What would I do? Have five different websites? That's that. Exactly. That's not logical. Honestly, as writers and speakers, especially when we have a missional connection of faith, we have an overarching message that we're trying to convey. And everything that we produce is just like the string that comes down from a suspension bridge. Mm. You know, here it is. It comes down. Here it is. Here it is. It comes down. And projects fail. You would want to base your ministry on a project that fails because that's like building your house on on the sand, you know, because that's the nature of books and the publishing world. Not that everything doesn't have inherent value, but that's the thing. Don't build your house on the sand of projects. Be mindful of who you are before you start your book projects. You, you think about who your what your primary message is, what your missional statement is. How does that knit into your project? Now, you might be doing a fiction piece, and you're a person who talks about prayer, but that doesn't mean the knitting, the little knitting needle, can't go down to a piece of fiction and that imprint that you have. What I tell people when they're developing their brand is think about 
and I have I have a handout which I gave to Linda so she can share yes, with you. It is it is in the show notes, so they yes. will have access to that. Yes, yes. Yes. Think about the people that you're talking to. Think about the outcome of what they're tied to as well as think about well, what things are they buying? What things do they like? What things are attracting them? That's why I collect a lot of things in my Pinterest. I, that's my great card catalog of ideas. And not that I'm trying to replicate. Let me just put this. I'm not trying to replicate anybody's that's out there because everybody has to have a unique niche. It doesn't do any good for you to look like everybody else out there. Right, um, right. Because everything will have a unique and fresh perspective because you're unique and fresh. Usually when I have people do branding consults, I ask them to really have their very decisive mission statement. If you don't have a mission statement, I always have people just like write out the words that are most important to you in your ministry or what words do you feel like you meld with. Mm. And those are some of the things that you repeat in content. That is branding. Colors. When I was branding, I don't know if all of you know Monica Schmelter, who is the general manager and uh, host of Bridges on the CTN network, WHTN in Nashville. And when I was working with her, I had her go take a picture of her most comfortable room in her house. And we developed her brand profile around that, which is Mm. because she wanted that to come through about her is I said, okay, take me to the room that you most like people to see. And then she wanted people to get comfortable with her. So I said, take me to the room (laughs) that you are most comfortable in. So sometimes you get some of those clues about who you are in your branding with your decor. Maybe that's that's a significant part of who you are and you'd like to bring those colors in. And they may have, there may be a color that has some sort of a spiritual missional significance to your message. I branded a lady who talked about end times and being the bride of Christ. And I was working on her color palette and I took pictures and this is, this is the vision board I'm talking about. Right. um, Right. That got us into the vibe of what this would look like. It was called a blazing bride and how to overcome the test and trials of the end times. Mm. So I was like, okay, you have a bride here and you have a storm or trials and all that part. And I was like, God, how can we put these together? So we had a big prayer session about that. And all of a sudden, I started seeing how the storm, I saw these storm clouds, and they were like twisting and had the purple and the gray. And then I saw the twist of the hair of the bride. So Mm. I was seeing all these complementary shapes and colors and stuff. We added those elements, the purple, the grays, the gold, the white we added those into her color palette because they had a spiritual significance to what she was talking about. So there may be, instead of just like, this is the my favorite colors, there may be some spiritual significance that you want to dig down into. Now, colors may not speak to you as much as they speak to me, but color is important. And 
there's a whole bunch of stuff about color therapy and what attracts people and different things that you can also dig into. So I usually tell people, think of two main colors, a highlight color, uh, maybe two base colors and like stick with that because you know what it'll do is when you're focused on the colors, the fonts, maybe you have your logo in place and you kind of have your missional message knocked out, all of a sudden developing a social media theme becomes very easy because you have your template. You have your template in place. You know that every time you're going to do social media, these are the types of images you're going to look for and use. This is the kind of fonts you're going to have. I'm going to pick my color palette and beautiful thing about a program called Canva, which a lot of people use, is you can put your branding elements right in there and you can pick the right colors. And when I did Monica's branding, I went into her Canva and I tricked it out with all her brand colors, her fonts, her the pictures she should kind of pick. So she kind of got a vibe of those kind of things. So her fingerprint was on everything that she puts out. And if you, I would encourage you to check hers out. Also, I, I manage the social media for Cynthia Cavanaugh um, and she, all her stuff. So you can go in there, you can go into Monica, you can go into Cynthia. Um, it makes it so much easier if you have a brand in mind to even create content because you're not all over the place. And predictable content, is another thing that you can brand with. You know, on Mondays, you're always going to have an inspirational quote. You know, on Tuesdays, you might be highlighting your blog. You know, on Friday, you might be putting one of the quotes from your blog. So having those, I know on this day each week, I'm going to have this type of content I'm going to have this kind of content on my Wednesdays. I'm going to have this kind of content on my Fridays or whenever, whenever Facebook and all that, they have all their own statistics that you can look at. So I'm not going to go into that. That's a whole nother podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But it's it's tying into what you're saying about being consistent. And here's a key as well, Mm -hmm. listeners, is having that author page, having that professional page, then you can actually set these up ahead of time to come out. Mm -hmm. So -hmm. you can schedule them. You can do all of your posts. You can do them once a month and schedule them to come out on the days that you need, because you cannot do that on your personal profile on Facebook. So and one of the things I like about Facebook is it's doing a lot more things for you. Like closed captioning if you're doing a podcast, a video cast or whatever. So there's a lot of bells and whistles that used to not be there that are there. So, you know, a lot of people, they have these tools like Facebook, Canva, whatever. They don't really look into the fullness of how these tools can help with your marketing and those hacks, those shortcut hacks. So I really encourage people to find out the fullness of what some of these things can do, like the Facebook publishing tools. You can have polls. You can have people interact with your content. You can do Facebook Lives and stuff. There is a lot of possibilities for free marketing if you really dig into 
what the capabilities of some of these programs are. Absolutely. You mm-hmm. mentioned it's important for us to participate in bridge marketing. Mm-hmm. What is bridge marketing? Bridge marketing is not remaking yourself for every project you do. Like um, if you, as I said, if you go from the market, uh, you know, you're here, you're doing a book on prayer and all of a sudden you do a book on, um, I don't know. A fiction book. A fiction book. Yeah. If you do a fiction book, after prayer book, you have to think that your marketing and your brand does not change every time you do something a little bit new. Maybe you need to take part of the logo that you have and say, you know, this is my my fiction section. One of the things I did for Jamie Hall, who is one of my clients, she was trying to reinforce what she was doing with her mentoring side of things and coaching side of things. We had a color palette established. So we took one of her secondary colors in that color palette and brought it to a a first color. Uh, So we changed colors, but we kept logo. We kept her inherent fingerprint. We just tweaked it a little bit to bridge what she wanted to do with mentoring. There's some ways you can modify your brand if we build it out ahead of time that it can run alongside, even if you're doing different projects. And people who market well will consider how their brand can feed into their various projects. Mm -hmm. They They can decide how that happens. One of the ladies, Ashley Schrader, she had ladybugs in everything that she wrote because that's a significant part of her brand. And even in all the book printed projects, she had a ladybug somewhere in that book. So you need to develop a brand that can be flexible enough that you're not redesigning with every project. And that's why we don't create a website just for a book. You don't do that. Mm -hmm. Now you say that, we need to consider mm-hmm. selling, sharing, and giving mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as part of our modus operandi, mm-hmm. especially with social media. What does that look like? The challenges with authors is we all have to make money, right? We all have to sell something. And we can't look to our Facebook profile or even our podcast or whatever just to sell something, just to sell us, because they're getting an infomercial every time for the book they just need to buy. They're going to turn off. They're going to, oh, I know what she's going to tell me. She's going to do a hard sell. That's what I thought with Lula Roll. I went and screened all my friends who did a friend request on Facebook to whether they sold Lula Roll. And I just like, no. <laughs> But you know you're going to get sold to, and that's the be-all and end-all of this community. It gets old fast. So you need to go into your social world or even your online world or even your public world as far as uh, you go out and you do your speaking engagement. Really think about what does the audience need to come away with? What will be something that will bless them? Okay. And of course, we hope they buy our books. But at the end of the day, it is about ministry. It's about 
offering that oil up. Um, so we want to serve. We want to wash feet. So if we're always selling, we're not washing feet or anointing oil. We're, we're just marketing. So serving is about sending those things that we need for the day. I know that Janelle Raritan, every time she mails out an e-blast, she gives you a little pin, a, some people call them memes, that has a breath prayer on it for the day. And it has just a simple prayer to stop, to breathe, and to really mm. soak in what God has for you. And every time I I know to open that email because I know that there's something for me in it. That prayer isn't to sell her book. It's for me. Mm. So if you can consider that, uh, somebody might be needing, what does someone need? You know, and I think that also imparts to listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit and knowing that, incorporating that into whatever you want to be sensitive to what your audience needs in that sacred space of, of what you have. But I also want to encourage you to give, you know, a lot of people don't give stuff away because they're afraid that somehow if they give something for free, they won't get a sale or they need to have some sort of a recompense. So I have so many people I've seen so many people blessed by just giving their audience a free downloadable or audible book or a free something, you know, the youth magazine that I worked for for 16 years, I would give people a little study guide to go with specific magazine articles because I knew campus missionaries, because this was a youth magazine, were hurting for materials that they could use in their campus clubs. So I gave them free a handout that they could use. And so many people, and we negate this, so many people don't have simple tools, written tools to study the Bible. So we need to think that some of these things that we need to, maybe we were going to save up a study page for our, you know, up and coming book, but maybe we need to give some pieces away And I know that there's all these legal stuff, but maybe we need to rethink what we're selling and what we're giving away um, and Mm. be more proactive, I think, and letting some seeds go that you felt like you could monetize and allowing those to take root and build relationships with probably people who would be totally turned off to the gospel by any other means. So if they can see us, we give. Giving is a good thing. Everything you give doesn't have to have a monetary value attached to it. Your time is a giving moment. Um, just interacting with people, not being untouchable on social media, actually, you know, helping people build community is an awesome thing because you're not seen as this untouchable person on a platform or this untouchable person behind the computer screen of your next novel, your person, and you're meant to touch the hands and faces of the people we're ministering to, the feet. So, yeah. Amen. So I hope that answered the question. So It did. Well, I mean, it, it answered it and it brought even more. I think this is important. And yeah, you have a few areas that you 
shared with me that we can consider investing mm-hmm. in when it comes to marketing ourselves effectively. Mm-hmm. And these mm-hmm. are kind of budget friendly options. Yes. Yes. So as we're as uh, we're coming as we're coming to a close, go ahead and share what that might be. Well, there's a lot of things that you can create. Um, and I said talked about when you're thinking of creating a business card, don't just put your phone number and your name on it. Give something, put something of value. We on Linda's, we did her uh, linked personalities. We did a little a reminder. I, I like to call it a reminder of what different personality types can be doing to really connect with the things that they need to be doing or maybe focusing right. on having, having that relational connection. Yes. 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 So when Linda gives a business card, she gives something that is helpful to them as well. So people aren't going to throw that away, but, and it's also, business, it's, yeah. it's a, it's a foldable card, which, yes. because like you said before, there's so many plates that I have, mm-hmm. you were like, Hey, a one mm-hmm. or two sided card isn't mm-hmm. what you need. Let's consider this. And, and it stands yeah. out in the crowd. I love it. And another thing that we did um, for one of the ladies that I work with who has a team ministry, um, Penelope Carlovato, on the back of her business card, it's a full recipe card for scones. It's something that people keep because that's unique. And we did it all pretty like, you know, what you'd get in a Victorian tea restaurant and matched all her branding to it. But it's something that, oh, you know, who who throws out a really good recipe card? You know, not very many people. So there's many ways to think about repurposing even your business card to have it more valuable, add value to it. And I know when people go to speaking engagements, when people have signing, you want to get some sort of signage. There's multiple inexpensive ways of getting signage. You can change the art of signage into bookmarks. And that's the beautiful thing about branding. If you have a kind of clean, cohesive look, you can really optimize design, your design time. That's right. Um, If you have something that's your go-to. This is the thing of making things simple. Bookmarks, people like them. They value them more if they're not just selling something to them. So as with business cards, I like the tabletop banner that I did for you, Linda. I do too, yeah. You can pop it up and you can take it in your carry-on and you can roll it out and it's retractable so it doesn't get wrinkled. And there's some really great ways to save money too when you're doing your orders online. And one of them is the joinhoney.com. I'm going to throw that in there. They're not paying me for that. It's a service that will look for coupon codes for you for every place that you shop. And I have literally saved $150, $200 on Vistaprint just with my honey. So <laughs> if you want that free information, you can find a lot of hacks for, you know, different things and saving, saving money in different ways. Also, one of the things I would really recommend as far as marketing is start in your church. You know, a lot of times we want to like take our stuff out of our church or take it to the world, you know, Africa, when our whole community doesn't even know what we're doing. So we're just kind of silent in the pew in the back row. Um, but ask your pastor, you know, Hey, I just wrote this book. Can we, can we do a little study or can we do a book reading club or something like that? 
And then build the value into it like, hey, I'm going to make little um, handouts for my class or I'm going to make little bookmarks for my class and give those away. And the one thing that, that I always say, you have to put some money into it. You can't just not give. I know a lot of people have done um, book projects that they've done on Patreon and they've given special things like they've had a you know merchandise shop or stuff that will actually help them when they they build up their book project. So there's so many ways to market in economical ways. Right. But uh, you just have to invest and you can invest online. I mean, um, the other day we spent, I think it was like 30 or $25 on Facebook ad for Leading Hearts, which is the magazine I do for ASA. Um, and we reached over a million people, a million can you believe that? That's it incredible. Just floored me. And I'm like, well, look what how much that can do. You know, so if you say, okay, I'm gonna set, I'm gonna have this much money, even if it's 50 bucks, or even if it's $25, think about where you're gonna invest that to get some some bang for your buck, whether it be printing out some holiday bookmarks for your church or give books away. You know, there, there's some things you can do that really does help you. And it seems small, but it it really does help you build a foundation for whatever ministry that you're doing. It really does. And Mm -hmm. when we are, again, following our mission, our calling, Mm -hmm. then it's looking at the project as this is an outlet for what it is that God has called us to do. Mm -hmm. And when he says, or when we hear the phrase, you know, are you supposed to hide your light under a bushel Mm -hmm. basket? No, Mm -hmm. you're not. No, Mm -mm. You're supposed to be letting the world know. And Mm -hmm. if it has value and if it is what God has brought you to do, he Mm -hmm. is going to use it. He is going to allow doors to open. And Mm -hmm. for us to do our due diligence and be consistent, Mm -hmm. be investment worthy, at least investment conscious, I guess. Mm -hmm. And to know that, yes, we're going to have to invest in ourselves, invest in letting people know what we do, because there's so many people around us that they're like, I didn't even know that you spoke. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that you did this. Because I think as Christians, our tendency is to, well, I'm not going to say anything. God will promote me. If God Mm -hmm. wants me to promote, God will promote me. I can relate to that. I can understand that. But Mm -hmm. he's also given us a voice. And he says, well, I am. I helped you create the project. I helped you in creating the book, what you have written, what your message is. Mm-hmm. And so as a communicator, let people mm-hmm. know what you're doing. Who knows? Mm-hmm. You know, God may have someone who's going to come alongside your project. Yeah. But if mm-hmm. you don't even tell them there's a need or that you're doing it, they're sitting around going, I know, Lord, I'm supposed to do something, but yeah. I can't see it right now. So maybe yeah. you're it. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, I go back to the old adage of who am I? And I'm like, well, I'm a child of God who's been giving, given a special gift that Mm -hmm. God wants me to share. 
Who am I? I am God's child and I have something to say that he is wanting to get out to the masses. How important is it for that to happen? I think promotion or marketing is the ultimate faith walk that you're going to invest in and you're going to tithe into the message that God's given you and you're going to watch it grow because of him, not yourself, not the effort. But you have to walk a faith walk and seed that ground because that is a walk of faith. You know, mm. we we can't mm. we can't be called by God and not take the steps of faith that we need to, to, right. to go where we need to go. This is true. Mm-hmm. Well, look, as we're wrapping up here, I'd like for you to take just a moment and let our listeners know about Leading Hearts Magazine. Would you do yes. that for me, please? I would love to do that. We are eight years in the making of Leading Hearts Magazine. I'm the founding editor and uh, also the art director I love that the Advanced Writers and Speakers Association really want to speak into the lives of not only authors and speakers, but those who are called and led. And we want to say everyone is called to lead in some way. Mm -hmm. This magazine, we have some of the most talented ladies who are lending leadership insight and godly insight to people just like you, people just like me. I think that that is the power of Leading Hearts is because it's about investment. It's about loving on ladies and giving them the tools to rise into the call that God has had for them. And the, one of the beautiful things is, is this is a free ministry. We are a nonprofit. We give our magazine away. It's a digital magazine and We do one print magazine a year for our Christian Products Expo, uh, but it is something that we give away. You can text, get it free, mobile delivered. Uh, If you text leading hearts, all one word, to 64600. And you can also go on to our website, leadinghearts.com, and you can sign up for our e-blast. And we have... um, Twice weekly, we send out an e-blast with articles and our Arise Esther podcast. Such good, good, encouraging, equipping content. You guys need to get it. And I have all of these links in the show notes. So that's awesome. You you will be able to grab the content. And gentlemen, those of you that are listening, your wives would really mm-hmm. enjoy the Leading Hearts magazine as well. So Mm -hmm. I encourage you, it's a great gift that has Mm -hmm. high value, Mm -hmm. though it's offered for low cost. Well, thank you, Amber, so much for being on with me today. You have given us so much information. You are greatly appreciated. Well, it's an honor and privilege to be with you, Linda. You're just a remarkable person all around and such a great leader and to give people guidance and encourage them on. So thank you. You are welcome. I'm I'm just honored and blessed to be here to bring your best writing life. Just be that little voice in the wilderness out there and just say, okay, we're here and we want to bless all of our writers with Mm -hmm. their next best step in their writing life. I appreciate all that you bring 
And my friends, I appreciate you as well. Thank you so much for joining us. Please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review because what you have to say matters as much as what you have to write. This is Linda Goldfarb, and I look forward to being here with you next time on Your Best Writing Life.